Poor dish. She get she getting the mood set off right, ain't she? <laughs> it's going down. Yes. Hold on a second. So just to let you know before we get started, I am okay. a little under the weather. So okay. hold on. If I okay, like put I it on mute. Feel better, Queen. Thank you. If I put it on mute, then I'm probably blowing my nose or doing something crazy. <laughs> like That's that. Fine. But I didn't want to miss I didn't want to miss this. I was okay. like, so what if I'm a little sick? We're going to get through this and we're going to do this. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Warrior down. So, I guess, hold on. Get this going. Bring up my little notes. I'm excited. Yes. Long time coming. Yeah. Finally here. I want to make sure everything was right. You put it in the universe, and guess what? Boom. Bam. We here. We here. <laughs> like clockwork. in the building. Okay, so I guess we get started. So welcome, Nostalgia Lovers, to the Daily Throwback Classic Show. I'm your host, Vinnie Rain. That's my name. Bring them my throwback knowledge to the game. And today we have a very, very special guest. I'm going to let her introduce herself today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm your girl, Miss Toy, known for the popular, most classic hip-hop song in hip-hop history, You Can Do It With Ice Cube, and also featured on the Up and Smoke Tour, the only female rocking out with all the fellas on the West Coast. You know how that go. Yes, yes. I was going to definitely touch on that. So <laughs> before we get to that, I just kind of want to start from the beginning of your journey and your story. So before you was into the music and all of that, you're originally from Chicago. Yes. And then you Stomp moved down Chi-Town. Chi-Town. Yep. And then you moved to California. How old was you? You were still like in high school? Yeah, high to a kneecap. You know what I'm saying? I was, no, I was uh, in elementary still, you know? Oh, okay. So I don't know. I thought you was in like still high school. So you was in elementary school. You moved to California. And yeah. You had a lot of responsibility early on. Like you had younger siblings and you would help mm-hmm. take care of them when yep. uh, your mom was working and all that. So niece and everything early. You yeah. Know? So After I think that's why you got the big sis vibes. Yeah. It's the big sis vibes. So always taking care of the fam. Yeah. So when did the writing start? Because from what I read before you was even into music and stuff, you was like a speaker. Yeah. You well, were doing speaking, poetry. public speaking? I wrote poetry. That's how mm-hmm. I communicated with my mom after I got in trouble and I was trying to get back in her favor. I used my, you know, my words and I put poems together for birthdays and, you know, I, I did a lot of writing. And so my writing from, you know, turning in, in a small child, just writing poems, it turned into doing things at school. You know what I'm saying? So... I ended up writing for the paper at school, you know, the board meetings I always attended, I always got all the intel, and then I wrote for the paper. So writing was like my first love, you know? Oh, okay. How old was you when you was writing for the paper and stuff? I was in, you know, I was a senior, you know, I was I was making my way through and figuring out what I wanted to do. And a lot of my teachers, like two of them, 
particularly were like, you have an awesome niche in writing. And they pushed me to do certain, uh, you know, uh, bios and articles. And they just pushed me to read a lot and a lot more. And I didn't understand that first, but then they helped me get my first, you know, my scholarship to uh, for Burger King Academy. I went to, you know, um, school for a little bit for journalism oh, wow. when I got out of high school so oh, okay. all of that was happening but I still was I was a dancer at that time I wasn't a rapper yet I was a hip-hop dancer oh okay so you was like <laughs> what was you doing was you like break dancing and stuff Girl, I had on the sequence I had on the sequence little bra thing the sequence shorts oh shoot you know what I'm saying? The knee pads out there sliding on the floor, doing all of the look. Oh, you had the knee pads and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Okay, so how did you how did you go from like dancing to actually like doing the music? Because you was like you was in a group before before militia. We gonna get to the militia, but That's before militia, you was, was in another in group, group, right? I was in you a was dance a, group. Yeah. Okay, so it was a dance group. It wasn't really a music group. It was a a, a rapper artist that was uh, rapping at the time, but it was more about the dancers. Um, when it all boiled down to it, because one of the dancers was from Canada. She was a ballet dancer. You know what I'm saying? The other girl was a cheerleader. It's like we all had goals and different things. So when we got together, it kind of gave us that spark. And after every show everybody in the club will come to me like I had the mic. So I needed the mic after that because I loved that everybody came to me just because I was dancing. You know what I mean? Oh. It was just the energy. Okay, so <laughs> that's what made you like itch to get behind the mic because of the attention you was to. getting with it, the dancing. Exactly. So I tried it with that group and was like, I need to, you know, get the mic. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm you know, rapping. And then, you know, the lead rapper, she was like, no. So that's what... <laughs> Birth Miss Toy, because you can't never tell me no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to say, oh, I'm going to handle that. No, okay, she, I got was, she was a white rapper, so she can't tell me no. Like, at this time, <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not telling me no. I can't rap. Like, I'm going to take this mic. <laughs> oh, wow. So, okay. So then, how did that transition go? When you was like, okay, I'm going to get on the mic now. What did you do next? No, listen, I was writing and doing my thing. And I dated a guy. He actually drove a limo. So every day mm -hmm. I was in a limousine. You know what I'm saying? At this time, you know, young 20, just doing my thing. And I wasn't a superstar or anything, but I already had this vibe. You know what I'm saying? You I mean? had the so vibe. I had the vibe. I had everything already, you know, down. So my boyfriend at the time was like, damn, man, I got, that's nice what you're doing. You know, I was rapping at home, you know, doing my little thing, had my little apartment. And then the next person that he saw that was in his limo was uh, Brooke Payne. And that's Ronnie DeVoe's DeVoe. uncle. Yeah, yeah. Ronnie DeVoe's so, manager. So, so, so that's when it, so it kind of started yeah. to open up. Because connections and then people believing that this is actually something I'm doing was very important. And so for me to see that people made connections like that. And then in real time, I went to, to a meeting with them, did my rap. And then I did a, my first song with Ronnie DeVoe in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Lifestyle rough and sexy. You can't turn me back from hip hop now. I'm already in the game. You know oh, so your first <laughs> song was with Ronnie DeVoe. My very first studio recording <clears throat> was with Ronnie DeVoe, and I actually really uh, learned a lot right then and there from the producers, from the writers, that everybody that was there collectively, 
the energy just flowed right to me. And it was like, you, you are natural. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've been doing this longer than me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you, you, you like was pretty much at the right place at the right time. Yeah. To have that opportunity to just be like, cause a lot of, a lot of artists don't have that chance or opportunity. They have to do a lot. Right. Not saying that you weren't doing a lot because you was already, you know, laying the foundation down. I but, sure was because before I met that uh, producer and actually did that, I worked with Doug Rashid, who is actually right now currently did a song because Megan redid, uh, you know, a song that he, you know, that he produced for Tupac. You know what I'm saying? And oh, so what that song was, was that? My, my first track. It's the, um, the uh, what is that? That mm, nacho with bitch. It's, it's something about the bitch. You know what I'm saying? I don't really listen to their music. Hold on, I, I think, I think, I know the producers. I, I hear it in my head. I think I know what song you talk. It's I, her, hold on, I'd rather, I'd rather be a Oh, okay. So the guy who produced that original track, yeah, he was in the studio with that. Yeah, Doug Rashid produced I'd Rather Be Your Nigga for Tupac. Right. That was okay. my track before it was Tupac track, and then Tupac came out. So I was more motivated because, you know, a hell of a rap artist, you know, chose a, a track that a producer I was working with, you know, he bought the track. So I'm all excited because it's Tupac and stuff. But then recently I've been following Doug Rashid, and we've both been following each other, and I gave him a shout-out for, you know what I'm saying, his... Mm-hmm. Uh, production on the song in that you know he he does have a new that track you know what i'm saying that's what i'm saying about a lot of artists they don't own the music that they have they got to pay somebody so shout out to doug rashid (laughs) wow right so a lot of people don't even we're gonna get to that you know knowing your history you know all that kind of stuff there's but, not much of history that I'm a part of because we can go back and we can stay in the present. That's why it's so important that we're doing this because you right. you know, things that you do in your past will show up. If it's positive, you will be happy that it showed up. If it's negative, you're going to be shocked and other people are going to be mad at you because you didn't make good choices. So, yeah, let's keep it rolling, sis. So that was originally your song and then Tupac got it. Okay, so... Tell us a little about a little bit about your interaction with Tupac, because I remember that we briefly spoke on that. I had one encounter. I went to the video for uh, him and Tupac's, um, him and uh, Snoop's video, Mm -hmm. America's Most Wanted. And I was in the video. I was actually in the courtroom scene. I wasn't there to see any of the artists because I was becoming an artist myself. I was absorbing and, you know, filling out the vibe and, you know, I was there with Moke and Steph and Lisa Leslie and all, all of the females that's from the, you know, Inglewood from my side that's been doing great things. You know what I'm saying? We rolled through and um, we had to use the restroom. So it was a trailer. And then this is Tupac's trailer. But I'm the last person that has to use the restroom. So I'm like waiting, sitting on the, the edge of the bed, waiting for the last girl to come out so I can use the restroom. But Lo and behold, the front of the trailer opens and it's Tupac and he has to change real quick to get into his next outfit for the next scene. And before he gets all of his clothes off, he's down to his pants and his stomach is out. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, just so you got the sneak peek of the Tupac the uh, stomach. All of that. And um, so then <laughs> finally, he feels somebody in the room because then he looks up and was like, what's up? So I said, what's up, Tupac? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've always been excited about that moment because I told him I was Miss Toy and I was coming, and he was like, "I'm gonna be looking out for you." 
You know what I mean? The next year, 97, he, he passed in 96, but 97 was when I actually had the burn remix with the militia. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I really was coming the next year, Tupac. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. Okay, so yeah, you, you tied it in wonderfully because I was going to bring that up because I didn't know that you was in that Mocha Stuff video until I had oh, yeah. posted it on the throwback page. And I was like, what do you know? <laughs> I had no idea. And for, yes. y'all, and for those of you who don't know, the Mocha Stuff song, He's Mine. You, you may yes, have had him once, but I had him all the time. I don't play another woman in real life, but I do get my axe on. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to touch on that because you you have dabbled in some acting, too. So, yeah, with everything um, that led up to that point. So how did it, how did it come uh, into fruition with you in, in militia? I got called... Um, by someone who was representing Emmanuel Dean. He has passed uh, since then, rest in peace, Emmanuel Dean. But he's the producer who did the track for for Militia. Mm-hmm. And um, I came to the studio, I brought Mr. Tan with me. That's my partner at the time. It's just me and Mr. Tan. We're a duo, but we got introduced to a situation where a group had a deal with Red Ant and they, you know, was trying to put some more fuel in it and make some more songs and things like that. So that's what we came to do. We came in. Um, and join forces with the militia, but we're still all individual solo artists and things like that. So um, that was very successful for the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? We did right. really good. You know, we was on numbers of shows, and this is why I'm here with you because you grabbed some militia footage from the <laughs> Sinbad show we did. And God is the greatest. I was just excited to see it because, you know, things like that haven't been up on, on YouTube or anywhere. I've never really seen any of our work. You know what I'm saying? We've been on Jenny Jones and Ricky Lake. And oh, my God, there's so many other shows that we right. nobody has the footage. And you, amazing as you are, you put the footage up and, and I got tagged in it. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Right here. That is that is the the beauty of daily throwback classes. Now we're gonna get into this clip. So I want to know what was going through <laughs> <laughs> what was going through your mind when you seen this clip? Because it's like it came oh out God. of the dang out of nowhere. Me posting it, I had no idea. Me posting these clips. The people in the clips was actually going to come, <laughs> you know, come up. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, exactly. so first, before we get into that, I want to talk touch on the fact that a lot of people was on the Sinbad show. Now, I know y'all was on yes. Sinbad show, Soul Train, Jenny Jones. Yeah, Soul Train. People yeah. don't realize that if you was on any of these shows back then, you was the shit. Period. Period. I love Soul Train. So when we was on Soul Train, I was just like, oh my God, I am so happy to Y'all be here. Y'all moving out. Y'all, yeah, with the burn song. For real. I remember, because cause when the burn song came out, that was probably around the time I first started burning. So of course hey, I had to capture, hey. I had to get that on, I had to get that on, on wax. So. Oh my goodness. That was classic That was my energy. song. And that was real hip hop energy everywhere we went. If they was, it, you know, weed is universal. We met a lot of singers out there and um, salute to them because a lot of them are still rolling with us to this day. You know, they right. still right just because right of now. that and bring that, that the stoner unity together because my, my exactly. young ass was definitely jamming to it. 
I'm keeping it going from burn to the up and smoke. Then I got green right. like that green with ice cube. So, you know, it's a lot of smoke songs coming still. I, I got a few new ones. Okay, yeah, we're going to get into the new stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I know that was probably weird to see that, crazy. that footage. That footage was, that was not on YouTube or anywhere. It was nowhere. It was nowhere. <laughs> so I just, I, I want to get it. like, I want to get your feedback of you even seeing that on, on Facebook. I randomly. tell you, look at Laura G and Tan on the, the wall right here. This is mm-hmm. how classic this was. I, tan, I tagged both of them when I saw it. And I was just screaming like, you know what? We was not playing no games, you know. <laughs> it was right. like that was our energy every time. So you know, just watching that brought back a, a lot of memories. Yeah. So how did it? Can I get like a little, I guess, background story of that day of you guys in the clip? Like, how was that day when y'all about to be on vibe? Like, Prince was on vibe. Shaka Khan was I on know. vibe. Like all these. For real, people was on this show. So what was that like even preparing to be on here? It's our turn to be with our peers. And it's like, we're all just feeling like we have an opportunity here. We want to show our best. We want to be our best. We want to look our best. You should have seen us getting ready. Just all the guys were so cool just figuring out what we was going to wear, how we was going to coordinate it. And me just being the only female, it's always easy for me. I'm going to get flied up and they're going to have to just roll with how I roll. So I just kept it real simple and sexy because I wanted people to really realize it's a lady that's in this group. Not all men, a female that spits that a queen that really knows what she's about. That was holding it down because that dress was cute because I liked it right there. I was like, oh, I like her dress. And I added, I'm going to put a little clip of that in here. So, um, yeah, went to the militia and I remember Mm -hmm. we spoke briefly a while back and uh, I guess you said you was going to give some little, I guess, (laughs) unspoken um, behind the scenes uh-huh. Tea for everybody. Yeah, because we're doing some great things now independently. It's just the three of us as all-stars. The original members, you know, I, I did hear about Devious trying to come back. He kind of had a slight breakdown in his business. And I can understand, you know what I mean? It's a lot of egos in this business, you know. So we get to our journey where we're getting an award. And, you know, this comes down to L.A. and he's like, you know, a part of this mission. But when he gets in there, like I didn't already drop. I'm independent now. I didn't been on the Verizon commercial. This ain't militia days no more. I'm literally Miss Toy from You Could Do It. They don't even ask me about militia. You know what I'm saying? So when we on the scene and I live in this area, it's people that's like you got the uh, Warrior CD. I'm literally going in my backpack, getting money from everybody while before I walk in the club. He just now seeing us for the first time, and I understand this was kind of feeling like, damn, they don't know me. But, you know, he pull up in this bins and shit. You know, we get out in the fucking, you know, the van and shit. We, we artists. We ain't tripping about no damn, you know, what we driving in right now. We about to go in here and get a war. So um, we get in there, and I go to the bar. Somebody else, like, you got the CD. I'm, like, chilling. I ain't even really got a chance to walk around the club. I'm making money when I walk in. This is what it's right. about. If they know me and I'm independent, they supposed to be supporting my music. I always fuss with everybody, like, y'all don't support the females. Y'all don't do this. Now I'm doing it. And one of my partners that's supposed to be proud of us, seeing is going down, but he don't really look like he happy for us. 
So the the host and everything, they out there talking. They keep saying, Miss Mr. Tam is so, you know, and I have to go up there and tell them, say his name, you know, like I'm feeling some kind of way for him. Like he, this is his group originally. And we done took over his group is what he feeling like. But we didn't. We came and played our position and did our thing, right? So later on that night after we get the award, he not even on the award, girl. They did him so wrong. I ain't gonna lie. But this the real person come out after that. So he texts me, it's four in the morning, but he tell me I'm trying to, you know, use his group to come up off of stuff. And, you know, he started texting me some real foul shit. Like, I'm just trying to use the militia. First of all, fuck the militia. Recently, I played the goddamn remix on my show on Lovely Radio, and underneath it, some Hispanic's name came up. So them niggas don't even own the damn song. Had a nerd to be cussing me out about a motherfucking song and what a group did. And I own 33.3% of You Can Do It. You can miss me. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get into that. So. Song. I don't own this song, so this ain't my business. That's your business. You need to get on top of your business. So coming at me about the militia, that was just my intro to the game so I can go do what I'm really supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when people come to you, you got to make sure they know what the fuck they talking about. First of all, you got to put your music out. You got to know if you own your shit first. That's a whole label situation, and it was a hot mess anyway, but it was my intro, and I appreciate it. So there go your dirt right there a little bit. <laughs> so pretty much, let's say, so what are the members of Militia doing now? We're going to get into everything you're doing now, but before we close yeah. the Militia chapter, like, Man. what are they up to now? I think you said yeah. one of them was pimping. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the one we're talking about is the pimp. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't be worried about it because, you know, he out there pimping on the girls, you know, thinking that's where the money been the whole time. The, the money been in your music player, you feel me? You're not going to pimp me, is what it is. And the game got taught by people who he thought that was square because, you know, people think they popular, they got all the money, they think they cool, you know what I'm saying? But when you're really cool is when you listen and you learn from the background first. And then you go do your damn thing. And that's what I did. And I fuck with them. I do what I, I had to do. You know what I'm saying? As a female, I protected myself knowing my mm-hmm. business first. Exactly. I don't care who likes me. I just got to know my business. Right. And th- and that's another thing. So when you even got on the You Can Do It, put your back into it. Okay, so that's what a lot of people know you for. I mean, that song still slap to this day. When it come on, hey. you just, you go move. You go move. You go groove. <laughs> all that. So a lot of people don't even know that you already had a history of mm-hmm. music before you was even on that song because from what I read, yeah. they Ice Cube, they was looking for somebody to get on the track. They already had like two people on the track. But yeah. when Miss Toy showed up, she shut down, you on the track. Miss Toy came and represented and she was on the track. That's right. So he called me and he was like, um, Miss Toy, we need you at the studio. Cube need a, you know, a hook. And I had met Cube, you know, prior to this, you know, session. But I was like, you know what? Okay, K-Mac, come get me. I had a car. I could have pulled up, and I ain't pulling up by myself. You feel me? So I make come get me, come get me. And I'm like, all right, walk in the studio. I see Cube. He's smoking his joint past that bitch. You know what I'm saying? I say, Cube, what you want me to do? So he was like the hook. So I go in there, but it's like at least 20, 30 people, like niggas. It ain't no other female. What? It's, it's like 20, 30 people in the one. studio? 
it's it's a gang of people. It's oh another my God. part of the studio where they got a pool table and it was a lot of niggas that oh. were in the room at the time. And see, like, I don't really get down like that, but that's how they had their session already set up, you know? Who was all there? Was Nate Dog there? Because I know you got a song with Nate Dog. I want to touch on that too. Mac 10 was I there. I said, was Nate Dog there? Was there. <laughs> no, Nate wasn't there, but I, I don't really, you know what? I don't really look at a lot of men, you know what I'm saying? When I'm in a place with a lot of right. people. I look right. at who I'm dealing with and I make sure that I, I'm good. You keep so it professional. probably some of their homeboys. It probably was, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody didn't say nothing to me because everybody was quiet because they already been through the process of this song not working out. So when I get in the booth, they like, do it sexy. They they trying to tell me what to do. And I'm like, focus me and cube. Like, okay, so what I'm going to do, I hear the track and I just go in on all the parts that I need to. And cube like, yeah, I like the way you're doing your voice. You know what I'm saying? So I was already pleased before I left. Like, I'm, I'm good. You know, this is what I'm leaving with. And that's where history was made, you know? Right. So people, a lot of people don't even know, man. You came in there and <laughs> shut it down, wrote the hook. And then people yeah. want to try to say, people want to try to say that little Kim. A lot of people think that it's yeah. little Kim on that track. Yeah, to this day, I've been tagged in on YouTube about it. And people was like, why are they um, saying little Kim? And somebody went on there and told them, don't you see it say Miss Toy? I had to just fall out laughing. <laughs> exactly. Like, wow, y'all, 2020, y'all still think this little Kim. She never did a song with Ice Cube. She never did. Right. So you said, okay, did you run it? You ran into Lil' Kim, though. Was it at the Source yeah. Awards? Uh, was it, it was around like that Essence time? Awards. Essence, Essence Awards. Essence Awards. Behind the scene. Yeah. It, yeah. She already knew who I was. I was like, oh, that's a blessing. I was like, I introduced myself, which I always do to people, you know. And she was like, I know who you are. So shout out to Lil' Kim, keeping a legacy going for females in hip hop, you know. So... Okay, before we get before we transition into like the up and smoke tour, because that came shortly after yeah. that song. Mm-hmm. So well let, let's just jump into the up and smoke tour. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> so the <laughs> So the Up and Smoke Tour. You the only female feature. That was like a legendary tour for those of y'all who don't know, the up and smoke wow. tour. So who was oh, off on this they, tour? They can't even see my part without paying for it on YouTube. So it's got to be important to this day. Oh, yeah. I know that's right. See, we're going to get into that. Let's talk about her business now. Well, y'all be trying to y'all be trying to play the OGs yeah, and hip-hop not knowing that, hey, y'all be trying to say I'm Lil' Kimba, bitch. I own my shit. Own and we're going to get into that. They don't want to talk about the owners. We know what happens to owners. You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. don't really give them credit or they discredit owners, you know what I'm saying? And not to say that people aren't out there doing what they got to do to try to keep their masters, but one thing about me is if we, I can't be in the control inside of the thing, we're not doing it, and I'm going to still be doing music. So that's why, you know, you can't stop somebody who already doing something. Right. So, the Up and Smoke Tour. I want to know a little bit of behind the scenes about that, because that's a legendary tour. I just want to know, like, how much weed was getting smoked in this dang tour? Let's just a get lot. down to the that, t- that's what I can't <laughs> tell you. A lot. A lot of a weed lot. was getting smoked. It was oh, so the- trash bags of weed that was that's being what, sold yeah. to different artists. That's that what I envisioned. Snoop said, no more. I ain't selling y'all no more weed. But, you know, your girl, Miss Toy, is always connected. So I brought another source to the source. And that, that source followed us. 
And shout out to, uh, I mean, all my New York folks, they know what it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, our team came through and he made sure he blessed us at times when Snoop Wood, they wasn't giving us none. We still was smoking big on the up and smoke, you know? <laughs> so for, for those of you, for the audience who may not know about this tour, can we get, like, who was all featured on this tour and, like, what was the outcome of this up and smoke tour? You had the intro of the tour was the East Siders. Then you have, you know, Ice Cube um, with the West Side Connection featuring, you know, the You Could Do It song. Then he had MC Ren on his. And it was the 10-year anniversary from NWA. So it was huge because they had a big single and it was in a movie for next Friday as well. And um, then you had Eminem and then you had the big, you know, outro was the Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and it had Exhibit and all of the, you know, Corrupt and everybody who ever did any music on the Chronic or any of the West Coast music and the whole show just flowed. Every city, every state, we was out there for maybe a few months and I'm just saying the, the night that they started filming the Up and Smoke, building up to the actual footage of it, was just incredible because everybody came out and showed out. No drama. Nobody mm-hmm. killing nobody. The only drama was Detroit didn't want Dr. Dre to play his intro because it was too violent. And you're thinking about how this world is so violent and they have the nerve to try to stop somebody from, you know, some. you pay for a ticket to see a show. You can't go stop the people's show in the middle of the thing just because y'all feel like it's too much violence it's so much violence in so many people's songs and that this was the most successful tour non-violence on the west coast that's why it's classic and that's why it's history you know what i mean yeah that's like kind of unheard of especially nowadays somebody gonna get shot in the foot the or something that's what, so they what? <laughs> Look, that's what they thought they thought that, that but y'all but y'all really like Put it down. Uh, showed out and we're like, okay, we're going to show y'all that we can do this the right yep. way without that stigma attached it to, you know, hip-hop. By, it was sponsored by Hennessy. Look, it was sponsored <laughs> by Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a bunch of Oh my God, I didn't even know that. <laughs> so Everybody spon- was where they were supposed to be. <laughs> oh my God, okay. So, you said the tour lasted for like a couple of months. Yeah. Like, was it like how many city uh, tour was it? Girl, that's 2001. I told you I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> I smoke a lot of weed. It was a lot because I had a big ass uh, uh, suitcase with me. I remember changing every day because it was like um, they had this thing. You know what I mean? Of course, this is West Side Connection. Matt got the red rag. You know, mm-hmm. Dub C got the blue rag. But Cube had the black. So my goal was every city that we went to, I went to go match that middle one. You feel me? To stay in that middle lane with Cube. So every night, you know what I'm saying? That's how I ended up with my black rag and my, you know, my little Daisy Duke white shorts on the up and smoke. Because I was really just like styling the shit out of myself just to fit this criteria of being the west coast female that's with them you know what i'm saying so i'm um, shout out to myself you know what I'm saying? <laughs> keeping myself <laughs> oh man they're on a tour with all these fucking niggas and i, I couldn't bring nobody 
I couldn't have a manager with me, stylist with me or anything. So, yeah, shout out to God for protecting me and me being able to go on a tour with everybody from the West Coast. And then some of these niggas got cases right now. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I made it through without having no problems. And also being able to move forward in my deal. I actually signed my record deal while I was on the Up and Smoke. So niggas was looking at me like, what the hell is um uh, the dude, the white dude meeting you at Trump Towers for? Because we stayed at Trump Towers, okay? We did. And um, uh, he came and brought me my stickers so that I can have some promotion before I leave the tour. You know, we multitasking out here. I'm, I'm on Universal and we in right. New York. So absolutely, I'm getting ready to have a meeting with the people that I'm getting ready to do business with. You know what I'm saying? And they brought me my stickers and on the back of them, it had that I was currently on the Up and Smoke Tour. So boom, you know what I'm saying? Bam. We got to, <laughs> we got to take care of business. So then that's when I, uh, NC Ram was like, what you doing? I'm like, I'm writing to my new record. You know what I'm saying? I'm writing all my new songs. You want to be on my album? And he was like, hell yeah. So I had ended up getting MC Ren on my record. From the Up and Smoke tour, I, I ran into um, E-40 after I got off the Up and Smoke, and he ended up being on my record, you know, doing business. Mm-hmm. And um, they ended up doing some music for me on my record um, during that time. So, yeah, shout out to E-40, Squeak Rule, uh, MC Ren, you know what I mean? Everybody that showed up and showed out for me for my first record. That's awesome. See, can, can nobody say that they accomplished that? And it's just like... Miss Toy Cam, but then you get mistooken for a little cow and it was just like, no, right. we're not doing that anymore. And, you know, okay? September 11th. Yeah, September 11th. So September really 11th. <laughs> yeah. So with September 11th, that, that tragic day, you got let go from Universal, but I got you a got your, you, from Universal. I you did release with Universal. And it was like, okay, we know we can't hold this sister down. Whatever happened in this world is not of them. It's not their problem. It's not their fault. But music does go on. And I didn't really learn that until more recent tragedies, you know what I'm saying, in the world, that people need music. So then I was like, you know, nobody don't care about my album. And, you know, I kind of was like not worrying about it because I thought that would be insensitive of me. Yeah. But on the on the bright on the bright side, yeah. even though you got released, you own your music though. Or how everything. did that work? Yeah. Yeah, they let you own everything though. Yeah, I got a pay release. I own everything, so it didn't matter. I don't know, somebody trying to call me. It didn't matter that I was released. It was like now what I do with all this music. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I started to learn more of the music side and the you know, and then at that time I had Osmosis Jones. I had a song in Osmosis Jones movie and I had, you know, uh, Save the Last Dance. So I was starting mm-hmm. to receive money from from these movies. And um, mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I got to do some more music because I need to be up in these movies, you know. So um, I started working. I did uh, a whole mixtape with Baby S. That's who's on uh, Corrupt Song. We can freak it. And mm-hmm. um, as independent artists, we all stayed in our lane a little bit and kind of to work together as much as we could to mm-hmm. keep our buzz out there and just to keep our our skills sharp so i stayed in there i stay i mean i got so many features out there i'm sure it's a lot of artists that i work with register the music put it out i'm bmi do the shit now just that way later on i won't have to sue your ass for putting some shit out that you should have did your business with you know what i'm saying because <laughs> don't wait till later y'all already know how this go i because I, I got a lot of artists that i love to salute right now to uh 
to this day that y'all putting out music and putting your catalog up and getting the streams. I salute all of you guys. I'm so proud of that. Right. And that's, that's the thing when artists are not with a major label, people have this like stigma of thinking that they ain't shit or right. they ain't doing shit. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, it's several artists who, you know, I've featured on a throwback page from back in the day. Yeah. And like the first thing people say is, oh, they, they probably broke today or they ain't doing <laughs> nothing. And then right. like, Someone be coming like, shit, we still tour. What you talking about? You I'm know what I'm saying? saying. I mean, so it's just like, it's that whole it. stigma. It's the whole stigma. Yeah. But with you, what I find interesting is, you know, even though people might know you mostly for you can do it, put your back into it, mm-hmm. and probably wonder what are you doing now or are you doing things now? A lot of the time when that's the situation with artists, they probably didn't have their business together and they probably yeah. got a, a bad deal and that's why mm-hmm. you don't see them. But you yeah. are like the opposite though. Your business, <laughs> your business is all the way together, but you still just like in the shadows doing things behind yeah. the scenes. I love that too. Yeah, I'm I like that. I'm shy sometimes. I'm, I'm a boss, but I still like to play the background because I know that's where my money is. And that's where longevity is. But in the front, I have I have to have it a certain way. If I don't have it a certain way, then I guess, you know, I just do my background shit because I'm going to get paid regardless. Regardless. See, that's sleep. what a lot of people don't realize, man. The background, if you don't see people, they ain't getting, they, they good. Yeah, don't for the, don't they, judge people. Everybody don't want to be in the front. You know what right. I'm saying? Family is pretty private. When I got in this business, my granny was like, look, as long as y'all don't get on none of them talk shows and see, one of my cousins ended up doing it. He was on, I think he was on, uh, which one was he on? One of the ghetto ones. He probably was on Gary <laughs> I didn't watch it because I was like, oh, see, my granny told y'all niggas not to get on the goddamn talk show. See, you know? yeah, that's the thing. Well, uh, back then and like around that time, 90, 98, 99, like talk shows was like a big thing and you know a lot of artists went on talk shows to promote themselves or whatever but Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a it's kind of like a lost outlet because yeah a lot of talk shows even if it is talk shows nowadays it's it's a lot of artists not going on there yeah because there's so much politics with playing the music you know what i'm saying so it's like if you don't own it if you own it they not gonna play your ass if they friends own you then you could play a whole damn night you know what i'm saying they'll they don't mind because they're gonna pay their friends you know what i'm saying they're gonna pay the oh you own part of that damn uh negro okay then i'll play them i'll put them on there but if the negro own itself they're not gonna put his ass on it so yeah, I don't worry about it. They gonna find my music somewhere because it's in a library somewhere and I'm always having my music registered so they got to come back and be like, oh, excuse me, Miss Tuck, can we use this? You know, and... And, and then it's like, it. for you to get featured on a song with like an artist like Ice Cube who's ha- had already been in the game for so many years at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. A lot of artists who got an opportunity like that, they just... Russian blindly, they mm-hmm. you know signing their rights off or whatever. But exactly. I just think it's so interesting that Miss Toy Nas, you did it right and you yeah. got 
you got your share of your dang hook. Yeah. You lay down, period, yeah. if people don't know that. So mm-hmm. shout out to you because Thank I feel like you, you are a, a great um, role model, especially for a female artist trying to do this, you know, especially with me having a music background. I would want to be more okay. like Miss Toy, okay, because I mean, I'm you don't got to see me. I'm just proud. I'm proud. Look, I'm proud. Like you got your studio. You got your backdrop. You see your your big sis. I got my backdrop. Yeah. I got my studio cracking yeah. back up. You know, ask how the music keep going. It's because mm-hmm. I invest in myself to keep my you know uh, my brand current and fresh. That, yes. Yes. You and know, then you and don't gotta be all in the um, no. in the light to be doing that. That is how it's supposed to be. You got your studio yeah. set up. You still laying down music. Okay, so yeah. fast forward. But before we fast forward, just like, I guess, talk about a little of the obstacles that you probably have to face being a female in your position because you're a powerful female. Yeah. Who don't get a lot of, you know, the props that you deserve. But it's like, when you're powerful, you don't really need the props, you know. Yeah, really, it's yeah. like if you give me props, cool. But if you don't, cool. Because like I'm still sharing, doing my thing. It's like, it's like you're in my comic book, and I'm telling you some of the stuff that I had to chew, chew, you know. And then now I'm still here, and I'm I've survived it, so I must be okay. But when I left Universal, it was time to go put some music out, and had I had not been an independent company yet, and so Mr. Payback introduced me to a company that was out of Atlanta and they were the company that I ended up doing two records with. Um, mm-hmm. when the first record I did, you know, great. I did it in LA. The second record, I had problems with my relationship at that time. You know, niggas don't be supportive of what you're trying to do. So I tried to go out of town and do my next record, you know, to keep the ball moving. I get out there and the dude who running that, he want to try to turn out lights and act like he want to sleep with a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Because, but I'm there at, at a at a nice facility, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, he have a wife, he have a, she's gone to work. So now you feel like it's an opportunity for you to try to slide in, in my goddamn DM, but it's not like that. So I'm like, damn, I got to check this nigga like this. <clears throat> no, it's no. And then I go to Atlanta, you know, to go visit my grandmother before I come back. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm out because I can't deal with, Men that don't know how to control themselves. So I came back to L.A., finished that record, fired them because, look, we're not doing no more projects together. And then I started my own label because in every situation, just like the studios, is the studios too crowded where I'm working at and they they can't get their friends to not be there when other people book in studio? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to learn how to do these programs and I'm going to record myself because I work personally with my producers. You know what I'm saying? We might not live right next to each other, but they show me how to do some cold shit. And then now I'm helping them. <laughs> we helping each other. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting the vocals right, cutting off the air, doing all, I'm, I'm flying the hooks. You know what I'm saying? I learned how to do this 2014 when I got my Verizon commercial. So I'm like, I got to get my studio. Now I've upgraded, of course, to a, a, my real studio. And it's all real because I, I put in the work and I've invested to get these things so I can continue to learn how to do things. And I'm still a student, but I'm also a boss. And if you try to cross me while I'm doing business with you, I w- you will get lost in the sauce for real because I have to check you. You need to worry about the people who are around you. Don't try to satisfy yourself just having, you know, your instant gratification with me. Put 
all the cards on the table, lay it all out. You even got to bring the ex bitch to the table when you're trying to fuck me. I need this bitch to know I'm I'm who the fuck you fucking with, and this is how this go. Not no sneaky shit, because when you do sneaky right. shit, I cut you all the way off, and I don't play them type of games. So it's certain records I don't promote because of this business, um, but I'm still gonna promote all the stuff I own and the stuff that I work with on my own because certain people don't deserve to make money off of me because they didn't do their they business. They didn't do what they were supposed to do with me. You got to be a man. You got to be a real man to be around a real woman, period. Right. And that's a and that's um, something that artists can really uh, get from you is the fact that you work hands-on with your producers and you say that when you starting out in the game, when your business together, make sure your stuff is registered and make sure you give producers credit. Now, I don't know, a lot of the younger people or the newer generations, me, you know, being a producer, trying to do it, like that's been like a big, like, thing, I guess, within a producer community that a lot of artists do not be giving producers credit or props or they got this kind of mentality like, yeah, I get on, you get on. Or if you see a video, you don't see the producer's name anywhere. Right. You'll see the videographer's like name before the producer's name. And that's one of the yeah. things that kind of turned me off. You know, like I, I'll produce if I want, but yeah, it's like it's a whole new industry, you know, a whole yeah. new industry with the social media and stuff like because that. Because I don't think so, they should have made the producer famous and or the artist famous. This should be both of them. You know what I'm saying? Because that track, you might love that artist, but that track without that artist, it still belonged to somebody who created it. And a lot of people don't realize... they didn't create that track, that artist wouldn't have that melody, they wouldn't have that idea if that producer didn't create that track. That's first. Yeah. Sometimes it comes another way, and then if an artist writes a melody and then a producer is able to go up under that thing and make it a hit... From just listening to your melody, he's still the magical person involved in this situation too. Yeah, so a lot of the best my producers. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I keep up with them because at the end of the day, there are new producers who like to work with me, and I don't like to get them all mixed in with my original, my OGs, and my people who always tailor make tracks for me and custom make my beats. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I choose wisely who I work with because I know a lot of people are hungry out there and they don't really know what they want to do. That's not my problem right now. I want to work with the ones who want to go get the money. You making music with me for many years? Let's keep making money. Right. Make the money. Make <laughs> what the are we money. Doing? Yeah. Well, what else money. is there? That's what I'm it's saying. That's why now, you could be. You yeah. could have a computer on all day on your song that we did and see the growth. If y'all not doing that on your own or having y'all people put y'all in a playlist, then what are you doing? They doing that for their own favorite artists that they chose as their favorite. They don't even know them. So I've seen it happening for so long that I started to get an algorithm with my people. Like, put me in the favorite playlist. If that's your favorite right now, I need to have a song in that playlist too. And then my squad is working with other artists, individual from what I even know, uh, working with them to play their music so that they can add me into their playlist. So it's teamwork. It's not just about when I drop the song. After I drop the song, it's some work that, some legwork that still has to be done. 
And we are at a million streams all together. So thank you, everybody who have been streaming. I, I definitely have to shout that out on this show. Yes. This is my girl right here. <laughs> yeah. So, so I love that. Congrats on a million streams. You know what I'm saying? Because independent. that ain't independent because that's not easy to do these days. So. It's I feel not. like so. Let's transition into in your new music. For those of you who don't know, she is still putting out heat. Oh my god! You just you just put out uh, real in the city. Yeah, real in the city came out, and then also um, before real in the city dropped, I had a song that I did with one of my producers called Keep Keep Moving, and it is also an all American. So that dropped before the pandemic. I had a new song in, in a, the hottest series that was out twenty twenty. And all American shout out to everybody involved in the show. So, when you just dropping this mu- new music, you are kind of new to like you know the newer generation who probably don't know your history. But then but you that's still all got the time. time. Mm-hmm. That's every that's every ten years because it's mm-hmm. the new right. generation gonna come. So I have to be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it, it's cool because. Because of your history, you got mm-hmm. the best of both worlds because now you're streaming now, but then you know <laughs> what it's like to actually have to put in legwork. Yeah. And actually yeah. have to like <laughs> keep connections solid. True. And, and, you know, do the right thing behind the scenes because it always comes back around regardless yeah. of, you know, what you might be doing now. So how does that, like, benefit you? How do, how do you, how would you say it benefits you to have the background that you got doing music now in the new social media world with the streaming and all that? It just went to show, and it goes to show that a lot of people can give good advice, but the best teacher is experience. experience. The best yeah, it's hands-on. Um, me being a part of the generation of CDs and all of that, and then transitioning in the middle before it, everybody even got to know me. So even though I was on a hot single, you know, you can do it, um, people didn't know who I, I was. So my challenge was, okay, I'm always going to be innovative and I'm going to evolve with everybody. What are we doing? Oh, it's the internet. So I created a, a, a lane for my assistant to come in and do what she does best, which is the internet, and show me what do I need to do and how to tap into my people. Because I'm not everywhere. I'm not on Black Planet. I'm not on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's so many different places to advertise. You know what I'm saying? But because your generation, and that's who I have around me, uh, has so much knowledge of the internet that they shared with me that I was like, I would love to join forces with the new generation just so that they won't be like my peers who didn't want to know who I was because of my talents and my gifts. You guys were embracing me because this song and this music was in Save the Last Dance. Some, you know, pretty good places where you guys really was able to tune in to good music and voices. And it didn't even matter if they knew what I looked like. I was getting a good rapport from the energy I was getting. Like, oh, damn, this generation is on this. Let me share this. Let me do this. And put these uh, other people dancing behind the music and then watch it go. And I'm at over 100,000 on one of those videos on my like page. So I was like, dang, they really, you know what I'm saying? The squad really know what they're doing. Yeah, I feel like that's what even sets you apart from... 
artists from back in the day who kind of get lost in the sauce because a lot of artists from back in the day, they don't want to fool with the dang, you know, internet or Facebook yeah. or any of that, that. That's in my new songs too. Weirdo talk. I'm all that falling out on Facebook. You know, I had to blow that on this day, and that shit is funny. So yeah, a lot of them did. A lot of them don't know how to really utilize the internet. So it's like some of them they still doing music and it's good. But they don't know how to market it on the internet, so they might not have. I agree. I agree a hundred percent with you. They don't market it. They don't promote it. But that's the key of being an innovator is staying up with the times, regardless of how you feel about it. Because, yeah, yeah, you know, the Internet can be draining sometimes. But at the end of the day, we know this is where the world is. We can't sometimes we can't live with it. We can't live without it. And then but before we, we didn't even have access to our fans and our fans didn't have access to us. So if I'm going to utilize that one little thing, that's a key thing is that I have access to my fans. And if I say, hey, guys, I'm uh, Operation One Million. And then in that same year, I get the motherfucking million. That means somebody listening. If my fans say, uh, Miss Toy, when you dropping some music? God damn it. Next Friday. Tomorrow. Because you asking for it. You know what I'm saying? It's so high on demand that I could do it like that with y'all. Right. That's the beauty. Why am I making you wait? Why am I making you wait? You know what I'm saying? Because I asked you to stream and you did. So I got some more shit for you. You know what I'm saying? You're going to always get a Christmas gift from me all year. We're going to do this. As long yeah, as I'm putting in that work, Miss Toy, that's just a beautiful I love it. sight to see. So, yeah, you 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 got the million streams, and then yeah. tell us about Lovely Radio for those of you who don't know. She's a radio host, okay? <laughs> like, damn, bam, okay. So oh, tell us about man. Lovely Radio. Lovely Radio was created 2012. Um, I started with a room full of all the artists I was working with, with a table full of liquor. <laughs> and um, <laughs> microphones and you know it turned into something real lovely because I have a rapport so once I came back on all platforms you know I've had Carl Thomas on I've had all my producer months I've had you on yes. I've had so many great artists and tonight you know I have a, a great producer that's coming on because every Thursday night 7pm Pacific Standard Time I'm on lovely radio Spreaker.com and I'm hosting one of the greatest hip hop shows ever because if you own your music you can uh, send me your music and I will play it you know what I'm saying and then yeah. you also learn about publishing and music business from artists who working right now to this day and for me personally because I do this shit with them and you're gonna just get some game it's jewels dropped on the show all all week you know jewels so any artists like if you want to let them know how they can like submit or get in the show or what are like the requirements to be a part of lovely radio oh in order for you to be on my show you have to share this show right here if you share this show (laughs) then send in your mp3 in your bio to goe at misstoymusic.com and then I see your link that you shared our show then I'll put your music in rotation for sure you know? okay and y'all we talk about maybe an interview later. but yeah you have to share the show and that's the only way right now y'all heard that you want to get connected okay with real deal yeah with real deal miss toy man that is 
Awesome. Yep. So you got the radio show going. So is there anything else that you like working on, you know, having the boss status that you have, you know, behind the scenes, <laughs> shutting it down in the shadows? I love it. I'm working with B-Fly right now. That's the game, sister. We're building a catalog together. She just dropped Nacho Bitch, and I'm featured on that song today. And um, that is out right now. And I just dropped a single with us. It's called On Everything. And that's both songs produced by K-Waz. And it's another female that we have to, you know, give her her flowers. You know what I'm saying? I'm one. But I have another female for y'all that's incredible that I'm working with. And her name is B-Fly. Make sure y'all go look her up. B.F.L.Y. B-Fly. All right? And, so, and more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm working with a lot of uh, my producers right now, me and JPEG got about 15 new songs I'm looking at right now that's mixed and mastered. I've been dropping every month, pretty much. I mean, I got um, mm-hmm. everything big out, direct deposit out, um, track snatched. And then, like I said, um, the, No Love just dropped. That's K-Watch track. But um, tomorrow, it will be a new song called Supportive that's coming out. And that's why today is so special because there's been so much support coming from all different directions. And I just wanted to give them my soft side. You know, I sing a little bit. So, you know, sometimes I give y'all a little bit of hip hop and R&B. So supportive is that. So, yeah, go on in my catalog and you'll see I do multiple things. I'm not just a rapper. Okay. (laughs) So you got, so you got something dropping tomorrow, uh, October 30th. Yeah. So y'all be on the lookout for that October 30th. And today is my pop's birthday and tomorrow is my niece Jasmine's birthday. So shout out to both of them, Scorpios. Scorpio season is full because we still got some more birthdays in November. But today yeah. is actually my pop's birthday. Happy <laughs> birthday, pops! In these Scorpio season. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like this is a beautiful time to do this interview with Miss Toy during Scorpio season because yeah. yeah. Miss Toy is in the shadows, in the background, yeah. and nobody, it, it, with all the power, Me. with all this power. And uh, uh, I just want to give, I just want to, you know, give back to the underdogs who really have contributed to hip hop culture, whether people realize it or not. And this is why it's so important for new artists mm-hmm. and, and people coming up to respect the culture. Respect. And yes, respect the people who came before you because it always works out in your favor, regardless. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I appreciate so that, you so much. I appreciate so you too. And that is like the whole um, inspiration of this show, Daily Throwback Classes, is to really give back to, I guess, like the underdogs or people who have mm-hmm. made a mark. Exactly. And still doing it. I mean, and still in so doing many different it. Ways. Yeah, pretty much. Because this is what I do for a living. I don't work for nobody, I work for myself. Say hold on, say that again. <laughs> I don't work for nobody. I work for me. You know, what okay. I work for me. I make my life work for me. You know, you what heard saying? that. Y'all heard that. She worked for yeah. herself. She don't work for nobody. Why nope. y'all trying to say she little Kim off this bitch? No, she is no. a boy and yep. she owns her shit. She owns yep. her masters. Okay. Yeah. And less of an entourage mean I get more of my own percentage. So guess what? I got a small circle. We do a bunch of shit and it's women running it. And I got my male producers that's behind the scene smashing on every track. 
that they send me. And trust me, it's always going to be more to come because I yeah. even have more songs that, I mean, when I got my studio, I was not ready for uh, what was going to happen, right? But I was. Um, I have a few songs that JPAD gave me while we was getting everything together. I had to get the mic and all of that stuff set up. When I tell you it's been only probably a month and a half and I have like about 25 songs recorded, I have to sit back sometime and be like, what the hell? When I listen to them, I'm like, how the hell I thought of all of this stuff? You know? Beast mode. See, because you got that, you got that, uh, that old school experience where it's like, yeah. y'all, did, y'all, yeah. wasn't, y'all wasn't distracted by all this bull no. crap online and all this or, or trying to take, you know, selfies mm-hmm. no. in, in the booth or IG. It's straight to the I'm booth. And then I play the music and I'm like, you know, this is what I've been doing. I'm not, you know, I don't post every day. It's just because I'm just one of them kind of old school people for real. You don't need to know my movement like that. Those who control your thinking control your movement. So if this computer can control my movement every day and control my thinking, then it's going to know every goddamn move. I, it's, it can tell me what to do. You know right. what I'm saying? But fuck that. You're not running me. I'm running this. You know what I'm saying? And so I make sure I control my thinking so I can control my own movement, you know? So that's the mindset. So we're going to close it out. I want you to tell us about um, the warrior movement. So people know what you got going on. Because I know you you got that based off of a... um, You got an album called I Am A Warrior? I had did a song called I Am A Warrior um, when I was going through my trenches and and, uh, trying to get away from my past relationship. And that song really brought me through it, you know, because it turned into a whole movement. Um, It turned Mm -hmm. into my Warrior series. Uh, I ended up, you know, starting my label. So Mm -hmm. I was like, well, shit, ain't nothing like putting out, you know, a part one and a part two or something. You know what I'm saying? So once I did part one, I had a, a slew of artists that I was working with that I wanted to work with uh, for part two. And um, and then it just turned to Warriors Active, Warriors, you know, Warrior Goons, Warrior, you know what I'm saying? Everybody knew because my mentality is not to think like everybody else. I'm not going to go out here twerking and I'm not going to play no games with people, kids, and, and have them looking up to me and thinking that me being naked is how I got here or me, you know, uh, giving attention to a certain man. No, giving my attention to my gift is how I got here. Giving my attention to, you know, what what is actually the purpose for me doing this? Is it to get a good song? Is it to have a song on the radio? It's not for the fame, because at the end of the day, I could care less. You know what I'm saying? And still have a smile on my face from doing something when I concentrated on my goal and my gift. I concentrated on my goal and my gift, and that's why we still have You Can Do It blazing to this day. It was nothing but positive energy on that music. So when you're making your music, make sure you're putting a positive effort into it. Everybody want to call when, I, when I'm handling some business, but nobody called. My phone be dry as hell. You know what I'm saying? Any other time. It'll be like that. In inboxes and DM. But now the motherfucker ringing, ringing. I'm like, who in the fuck is calling me? Ain't nothing but the telemarketers probably, but don't have nothing to say. And, and get, get cussed out right after this because I will flip into Pisces mode. But yeah, I put good energy into Got a lot of Pisces. Yeah, man. Um, y'all the creative. Uh, y'all the creatives. That's why you're so creative and talented. Yeah. They're Pisces. And my dad is mm-hmm. a poet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he's a Pisces. So, you know, I've had him on my show spewing a few little poems that he's written. And he, you know, I'll have to send you the poem that he wrote me. Uh, 
too. I'm gonna send it to your DM because it's okay. not right in front of me, but I have it right on my uh, on my dresser in my room that my dad wrote, and it's beautiful. And this will show you kind of like where this writing came from. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, people need to know that you like an awesome writer. You go hard with the pen, you know, yeah. and, and people need to know this stuff. So this is why, yeah. you know. I got the I, I started this this so people can really yeah. okay because I didn't know where it was gonna go with me uploading <laughs> these clips. I just right. know I had a, a passion and a love for it, and I was just oh, excited man. to see it myself. So That's I'm adorable. just excited. I'm yeah, just excited at home, just as excited as us when we saw ourselves on TV. But you was recording it, like a lot of stuff I lost. But along the way, I'm glad that somebody else was excited for the situation too. Like, look at these black people on TV. Right. Right I represent, I represented man for the culture since, since a kid, since a kid, and it's just amazing. It's just amazing to see where it comes from. That is. It came to this, and I was like, oh, this thing called social media. Let me put this on here. Boom. Here you go. She's still working. Your other ones, which were hilarious, by the way. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It was just like, how did everybody get... You know, I mean, it it was just different ones that was throwbacks to me, and it was the environment that showed it was the throwback. You know what I'm saying? Or or my hair, <laughs> yeah. or, or what everybody was wearing. It's like, oh my god, look what the fuck we have on. This is crazy, right? Because you know, me recording yeah, these, yeah. me recording these clips is even how I started recording music or whatever. So it, it's all linked together. Okay. Oh, dope. Dope. It's all linked together. So I was just like, this is really, my, it was really my first passion mm-hmm. before the music, me recording this stuff. I was just so, you know, uh, such a fan of culture, hip hop culture, pop culture, all that. So the fact that I still got these tapes, I knew it was for something. So I, right? Yeah. I, stay, I was like, okay, it's time to upload it. I don't know what's going to come of it. So I had to learn through trial and error. Like, oh, yeah. okay, I got to <laughs> learn the blog game because people take him from the page and, and you know, right. cut my name yeah. off, not giving me credit. Oh, there go Miss Toy. Oh, yeah. there goes somebody else. Oh, it's okay. something to this. It's yeah. Because I feel like now the world, with all the distractions that we do have yeah. with online and social mm-hmm. media, it kind of yeah. it kind of make us get more grounded to remember where we came from that. All this it's stuff true. wasn't that easy, accessible. It wasn't. Even this had- pandemic this time, it was like, okay, now we have to sit down. We have to because we have to be safe. Because what was all this work done for if we all just going to go out and piss it off, you know? And so I'm like, let me, shit, it was a time to get to work. Literally. Build mm-hmm. everything by- stuff that needs to be done push it together nothing around here was put together from nobody else energy but the warriors mm-hmm. so when all this music comes out in, in 20 years from now we'll be happy because collectively my producers get credit just like B-Fly was like sis how much I get on the woo woo I'm like oh sis this is boom you get yours off top you know what I'm saying because I'm a fair businesswoman when I yeah. work with artists that's why I want artists to know if you have music with me it's time for you to be fair and do fair business don't say you don't get music money when you haven't did the music business 
you haven't sat down t- with your administration part and say, okay, this is my BMI. Let me see. This Miss Toys with BMI. My producers with ASCAP put all the shit together. Do it's two hundred percent of the publishing. Break that shit down so that it equals up to everybody's share, and then release the music on. Whatever you prefer, whatever distribution company, they have so many now. They're so free. many. They have something to pay. You know, you have to pay once a year. You can drop as much music as you want. Just start researching. It's important because right now, if everybody got to go back to work tomorrow, will you be ready as an artist or will you come back and say, don't nobody support my shit, man. Nobody support oh, my yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. You can't say that. Nobody has to do anything for your ass. Put the shit out. <laughs> That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, she's dropping some real gems right now, y'all. Because that is what I see so many artists online complaining about. I see so many artists like, I'm quitting music. Don't nobody support me. Don't nobody do this for me. Don't nobody nobody do shit for me. Don't nobody want to do... and haven't put in no work. I know several artists like that right now, and they still mad, and they gonna be mad because they haven't learned their lesson. And a lesson is you need to get in the mirror and look at yourself and say, look, self, get out your own way, and let's do this shit for real. They gave you some jewels. Even the people you hate gonna give you some jewels. I don't like all these motherfuckers, but I bet you I got some music on title. Bam, and that's that is what it's all about right there. And a lot of people, you speaking of the pandemic, like that's why throwback culture is so important. And I feel like yeah. that's why you know my throwback page took off the way it did because yeah. that's when the versus battle started. Yeah, you know, during this Bringing pandemic, back the old school, all the old school music. You've been right on the pulse of everything the whole time, and your setup for getting ready. Because look, we're not new to this. We didn't meet yesterday. We said we got to go. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm over here doing this, and you're like, look, Miss Toy, I'm gonna bring back, you know, the daily throwback, and and I'm gonna bring you on. And I'm like, look, sis, let me know when you're ready. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm telling y'all, things take time sometimes. You don't know mm-hmm. when things are going to happen. But if you say it, I am going to do such and such, just like you got to write it down so you can see, mm-hmm. hey, I ain't did that yet, but I'm almost to it. I make my goals all the time. I make it known to the universe. This is what I'm trying to do. And this is what I want to do. And I know this is what I'm going to accomplish. This sister right here said to me, Miss Toy, I'm going to have you on. And guess where we are right now, y'all? On the Daily Throwback Classic Show with Miss Toy Baby, hosted by Zinnia Rain, Land. That's been in the making for a couple years now. Like I said, I had to learn through trial and error to even get this situated because I was overwhelmed by the dang numbers. I didn't know. See, that's the thing. So now I'm doing, <laughs> so now I'm doing social media. <laughs> right. And now I'm doing social media marketing coaching because of my experience with growing yeah. the page to show people yeah. that it's an actual process to do it. And a lot yeah. of people think it's overnight. You know, no. people hit me up like, hey, help me get a check on Facebook. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like. Hold on, man. You you already it's already wrong because it's all wrong. It's if I would have if if I would have said that before I started the throwback page, I wouldn't be here. I didn't start no. it because no. oh, I'm tra- I'm trying to get I'm about to get this money. No, it's yeah. the passion. Yeah, the passion first, right. and then 
everything else will flow how it's it supposed to. to flow. Why wouldn't it? You put in the good energy. I mean, the exactly. guy that we serve is listening, right? If he's listening right. to us, he's going to serve the things that we want and the things that we need the most. So that's why I'm like, when people say they're trying to do something, it's got to be something behind you not doing it. Mm. And it always ends up being a story. You're like, you know what? It it was it was you. The whole time. Or it was something that you allowed to block you. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I've been there. I've allowed some things to block me. And I had to say, look, I'm not doing this shit over and over. I don't do that. One time for me, that's my lesson. The next time, this is my blessing because I'm not going to do it again. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's what it is. That's what that's we got to do. That's for you guys, you know, that's listening that, you know, speaking things into existence is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Writing down your goals is very powerful. Yeah. And stop saying you can't because mm-hmm. it, that's why you couldn't. <laughs> and stop saying no one support me. I had to get, you know, because it was, um, I did want to use it as a unique way to promote my music or whatever. But right. that's the thing. People have to step outside the box and get that yeah. creative when it comes to yeah. uh, marketing them stuff themselves online, especially oh, with me, the music, me. because it isn't like it was yeah. back when you was starting and coming up. Mm-hmm. Like it, It's not like that no more. No. You got to have something else to bring to the table other than that look, music. I love, I'm, a, I'm a queen. I love going in the studio. The ambiance is right. I can step in the booth and go do my thing, right? I love that. Mm-hmm. But it came a time where stuff had to be turned in and everybody is not on the same page and everybody can't set up the time. So guess what? I have to step in my own booth, push the mm-hmm. buttons and still get the work done. So that means I had to learn something else. Instead of staying in my comfort zone, just being recorded, I had to start being an engineer. Because after, see, I'm not waiting. After song is done, I'm still sitting at the console with the producer like, okay, so say the song. Here's my hard drive. Let's get this shit sent over where it needs to be mixed at. You know what I'm saying? It's still a process that needs to be done. Don't forget about it because, oh, this hot. Now we playing it in the car. No, fuck that. This, this can't be played until it's registered. And then Man, I can play it. Can, y'all, can you say that again for a <laughs> I'm going to register this first real quick. And then I'm going to give y'all some sneak peeks. But we're not going to play with this music because people still, they don't have their own creativity. Oh, so my God. Especially the, with the internet. Yeah. People think if it's on the internet, it's, it's, it's for everybody. It's open game. It's for it's a, it's everybody. It's for the streets. <laughs> right. As soon as you post it online, it's for the streets now. Even if your name on it, because it's been plenty, it's been plenty of clips that big bloggers, I ain't going to say no names, but I'm coming for, I'm coming for y'all. Mm-hmm. And it, it cut my name off the clip, put it on oh. their page, getting credit for it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's okay because mm-hmm. I, I I love keeping following the Miss Toy Blueprint yep. by yep. being a powerhouse behind the scenes because for, yeah. for for a long time people thought I was too short because of the dang yeah. picture. <laughs> You controlling the content. You you chopping and screwing their ass like nobody knows. Right here, <laughs> I feel like that was the that was the um that was re- the reason why it grew. And I'm sitting yeah. here talking to you right now because yeah. I wasn't so much in the limelight. 
Yeah. I was behind the scenes making things happen to the point to where people bigger than me taken from me. It was just like, see, there you go. Should I get props? Oh, another thing. No, or maybe saying bigger people taking things from you. That that leads me into this thought. Um, while I was on an up and smoke tour, I got my deal with Universal. Um, I found out later that Snoop had an artist, Latoya Williams, and they took my name. They tried to. They put the song out, you know, because a lot of people mix me up with Latoya Williams all the time. And they're like, oh, Miss Toy, they send me, they tag me in this wash shit that says Miss Toy. But I'm, I've never been on none of that shit. I even tried out audition for to be in a movie and wasn't in it. So I don't even know how my name is affiliated with the shit at all. But yeah, I ended up having to send Snoop a letter to not use my fucking name. You know what I'm saying about th- back then. And I still have to deal with that to this day. So when y'all go back, just know that everybody didn't have my best interests and I don't, I don't worry about it like that. I still have to correct people to this day, but um, Latoya Williams is not Miss Toy that did. You can do it. And I am not Latoya Williams who did the wash period. You know, we had a misunderstanding. I guess they wanted to use his name and come back then and be like, look, motherfucker, this is my name. I'm doing this. So sometimes you might see my name spelled M-I-S-S or whatever, but that's when the triggeration happens in this business and you have to stand up for yourself and realize that, oh, my name must have been real popular. They was finna try to make another bitch a Miss Toy because it was oh, convenient. So they tried to, oh, so they tried to make a carbon copy Miss Toy out here. Yeah, so uh, I'm still dealing with that to this day. Some people don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but I had to break that down on your show so that you'll know it had to be some, you know, real boss business behind the scene to stop that in real time, in real life. I can't do nothing about what they released already, but that ain't what it is. Okay. And And I'm sure you probably experienced a lot of dang blackballing and everything because you are a powerful black female. Oh, yeah. Making moves for real. Because we can't bow down to other people's agenda money for something that they want to happen right then and there. You still have to be mindful of how you're going to get paid longevity like them. And if if they own your shit, then, hey, you're going to have a problem because you're not going to get the money. They're going to get the money. And whenever you go out there and do something, um, that's the money goes to them. It just keeps going to them because they own whatever you do. So you got to be mindful. Don't sign shit if you're trying to stay independent. Just don't sign nothing. Don't sign nothing to no artist because they in the same situation as you, you know? So when it all boiled down, when she was on stage, she told me this herself. I was on stage. I got off stage and they was like, you ain't Miss Toy? Because guess what? I'm still a big little son of a son. Oh, I do. Looking good, still killing shit, Miss Toy. Around this bitch, okay. So just in case y'all was trying to ask me what I look like, <laughs> I'm a hot damn mess. Like quick, still a stun on the youngins, stun on the youngins, still stun on right, still stun on them, even with the new music, no injection. Yeah, all right, old school with it. Because that's considered old school now. Shoot. Yeah, exactly. And we can be that too. But we make sure y'all understand who y'all talking to. Y'all, 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 y'all generation, your generation is 
the best. Obviously, <laughs> y'all look the best. Y'all put y'all put in the work Thank the best, you. and that's just what it is. And so, if y'all ain't trying I to get those props, had, you know, if you. Oh, shit. Yeah. Ooh. That would have been okay. amazing. Hold on. It, 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 it went out now. Okay. It tried it. It tried it. So that was dope. So we're going to sign out. All right. Y'all make sure y'all check out Miss Toy's uh, music. Her new music is it's yeah. way more than Ice Cube. You can do it. Put your back into it. Okay. Song, and and she like, she like low-key a dang music advisor out here. Um, yeah. Educating our artists on how to do their music right. How to get paid. How to be um, doing it in a boss way. You know what I'm saying? Legit way. And that's why yeah. me, I look up to Miss Toy, all right, because Miss Toy mm-hmm. is what I aspire to be love doing. Me, because I, I love you back because I don't care about getting the dang limelight and shine. I don't care about no dang major labels. Just let me do what I love and put it do out there in the right way. Do what I love. And it's, know, it's okay to the popular people that want to stay out there and it's always about being in the limelight. That's okay. Just make sure you get your check out there. We're going to stay back here and do what, what we do and we're going to get paid. And when we want to pop our head up in the front, we're going to pop our head in the front. Okay. That's what we do. That's what we do. Because it, and it, y'all want to find me, MissToyMusic.com. Yes. Make sure y'all go uh, to my website, uh, MissToy.real, IG, Twitter. Official Miss Toy on YouTube and Facebook.com forward slash Miss Toy Rapper. Make sure y'all go like that page. You know, I need the numbers. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna make sure I put all that in this video. Okay. Um, when I upload it and all that. So is there anything else before we sign out that you want the viewers to know about Miss Toy that we might not have known or okay. anything else to come? I think we covered a lot. I, you know, um, I'm staying productive, positive, oh with the best energy around me at all times. You see, I got my smoothie. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we just keeping it real organic around here. And I'm going to continue to do music. So I just want y'all to share this show. This is the first of many, many to come on Daily Throwback Classics. And this one is definitely going to be a classic. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, much love, Miss Toy. Thank you so much Me for too. being a part of this show. It's Me been a pleasure too. and an honor. And yeah. I just want you to know that, you know, I was a little girl while recording you on VHS. Uh-huh. And now I'm here talking to you. It's very amazing. And it's very, Me like, it's, it's so crazy to think back. You're going to be talking to her 20 <laughs> years from now on this thing called the Internet. And keep dreaming is what I can tell you is that I, I, I'm living it with you because I saw it. And obviously you saw me at one time when you were younger. And Mm -hmm. if I didn't think I had no fans, I had some. You did. Yeah, you did. (laughs) 
I mean, like today is like our anniversary because this is what you said you was going to do. You're doing it. And I'm very proud of you. Keep going. If you ever need me for any advice on this music, you know, you can call me on the line. All right. I, I got you. I miss Toy on the line. <laughs> All the time. You're my warrior. That's why you get to do warriors. that. For real. Warriors, warriors. So, yeah, yeah shout out to uh, Miss Toy. Shout out to, to, to the Warriors. Shout out to yeah. Lovely Radio. Tonight, y'all. Dream her music, y'all. Give back to the culture. Stop taking from the culture. Give back to yeah. the culture. Yeah. Okay? That's what y'all need Appreciate to know. You. They better know it. <laughs> if they don't know that, that y'all need to know about this. Okay, real, yeah, this, okay. Is, this is the shit. <laughs> okay, before we sign out, I want to touch on this. Okay, so you know, you work with Ice Cube and stuff, and he just recently started yeah. trending. I don't even right. know exactly the details, but is there anything? What like, what's your opinion on him trending? I guess for his Trump support, with him coming from being a part of, you know. NWA, right? To, you know, people I mean, outraged. I'm sure they are, and I just think that people are used to going through the same uh, rigmarole and going on the same slave ships that they want to fight about something, you know. And um, all I think that he did was try to give an opportunity for us to have a lane and have a bank of our own or have something of our own, which this is what I preach all the time. No matter whose side you're on. If it all boils down to it, both sides are on the same side. Y'all know that, right? So we can't fight each other as indigenous Americans because we was here before them. So if y'all really want to know, they owe us right now this conversation. And if nothing else, he brought up a conversation for us to have. And if we can get it right without always uh, being the blunt of everything, death, uh, racism, poverty, you know what I'm saying? If we can get out of a box and have our own, then this is a great conversation to have 2020. So we can't be mad at Ice Cube because he wanted to be the one to bring it to the table. Uh, we can't, we're going to be mad at ourselves if we don't do something about it and mm-hmm. at least go and vote. And, and for your areas, know what you're voting for. It's not just about the, the one main vote. But it's about, you know, policing in your area. It's about, you know, how they treating you in, in, in the neighborhood. So get to the root of it. Do your own research and stop jumping on bandwagons because that man said that he didn't talk to Trump. And if everybody was paying attention to what they have to do individually, you'll know that it's time to protect your family and for self-preservation. OK, don't group yourself into some color. And then later on, they say that black don't mean shit. You understand? So let's make sure that we know intelligently what we're doing here, you know, as indigenous Americans mm-hmm. and how to stand our ground to be able to get some of the rights that we deserved in the first place. Okay, so y'all heard it from Miss Tor herself on that. So again, it's been a pleasure. I'm just like blown away. Even like having this opportunity with Miss Toy. And like you said, it's going to be very Mm -hmm. many more to come. And um, I feel like it was uh, great that you bringing this out, uh, you the one to bring this out because there's going to be more people to come on the show Mm -hmm. who Yep, it didn't sure get, is. Didn't get, you know what I'm saying, uh, the props and the recognition that they deserve. But here on Daily Throwback Classes, we're keeping the throwback culture alive. 
and we giving the old mm-hmm. underdogs the time to shine and let y'all know that y'all need to yep. respect the culture. Put some respect on the culture, okay? You gotta respect this. <laughs> <laughs> Put some respect you gotta respect on me. <laughs> oh yeah, we can go. We can go on and over here. And Miss Toy, and then you show love to uh, you work with female artists, and you Absolutely. show love to other female artists. You've worked with other female artists who've yep. been in the same you know uh, predicament as you. Um, yep. Soleil, you got a song with Soleil, right? I love yep, some sure Soleil do. too. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. With Bobby Bassolina, man, I got some fire. You know what I'm saying with Soleil when she dropped that album. Yeah. Shout out to Soleil. Uh, any other artists you want to sh- give a shout out to before we sign out? Oh, uh, man, just you, yourself, and all my warriors. Y'all know who y'all are. You know, I'm, I'm good right now. I'm in a good energy. I don't want to forget anybody. So just know that if you're sharing this, you are a warrior because you know this is good intel. You know this is good jewels that we dropped on the show today and that is needed for artists that's out there. If your baby trying to get, you know, in the music business, you got nephews as rappers they need to hear some of this so that they'll know what moves to make and that's all it is it's real good game because we can't know where we're going unless we know where we've been and that's where daily throwback classes come in at because it's a lot of jewels that's yep. being dropped here period and even more mm-hmm. to come with these live exclusive interviews so just want to say love you so much miss toy and thank you so much for being a guest on the show and i wish Appreciate you nothing you. but prosperity and success for what you got going on in your business and career you as well sis thank you for having me thank you signing out okay peace peace